Game day gabs, what's up? Um, Nothing. We pulled it out. We pulled it out. So that's a that's a win where you don't really feel like you won. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a win, though. It's a win. I will say my overall thoughts about this team um, and our projections when we started are definitely fading a little bit here. Just because of dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. Like that late hit. It's like, dude, we just lost a game. I mean, we didn't lose a game because of penalties, but we lost a game because of penalties last week and you come up with that late hit that they scored a touchdown that they shouldn't have had when they were it would have been fourth down. Um, I just don't know if the discipline is there in this team. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, if you didn't learn last week, <laughs> I don't know when you learn. Well, I mean, yeah, that penalty for sure. I mean, they surely they didn't have. I mean, it wasn't the catastrophe that it was last week. But, no, I mean, no, but why? Why have a late hit there? No, it wasn't last week, but it, that late hit should have never happened. It's the discipline that's I feel like an issue right now. But this should have never been a two point game. I don't care how many penalties Purdue had on them. It's Florida I mean, Atlanta. I know, but you have do have to remember seven. AOC was out and our running back was out, so there are some kinks that are. You're working out on your offense there a little bit. Yeah, so I guess. I mean, uh, you know, Burton came in. He wasn't too bad. It feels like the play calling definitely changed. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about that run game today. Let me pull up the stats. They were all about the run today. Were you just, like, cringing there in your seat? No, I mean you've got a running quarterback in there. What are you going to do? But uh, honestly, our running quarterback only had like fifteen yards. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm glad if Purdue can run the ball, run the ball. It's just not been Purdue's identity, and it's never been our strength. Um, and with Austin Burton at your uh, helm, uh, passing is probably not going to be your strength. So what do you do? You run the ball. Purdue had 188 yards on the and ground. You know what? You know what happens in close games when you run the ball? You win. You win by two points over Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. You still win. <laughs> or you lose <laughs> at Penn, you know, Penn State comes, you lose. So I mean, those are times you need to run the ball and 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 convert. I mean, if you can get a 10 yard run. Or, you know, five, whatever. Just keep the clock running at the end of those games. I mean, that's that's how you win games. You got to have a run game. Well, Downing, did, Downing had a hell of a game. He had 137 yards uh, yeah. rushing. You know, Maccabee, he didn't have a great game on the ground, but he did have a couple big plays. I remember one big first down. I don't even remember if it was passing or rushing now, but, um, uh, you know, the, the, I – I'm never going to complain about Purdue running the ball. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's got to be, you put AOC at quarterback, you're not running the ball, right? It's just not going to, uh, it's not going to be your strength. So I, I'm not going to fault for Purdue. Oh, wait a minute. I got Riles on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure, Riles, we're slow tonight. Riles? What's up? What's up? Uh, wait, we got to bring him on here. So anyway, that does feel like a game where I'm glad we won. And it, 
it's just it still feels like a loss. Now I will back up, and I think you can go back, and this is on recorded history on the internet. Um, I'm pretty sure that I said on our preseason uh, preview that this felt like a typical Brom game. Now I did say that I think we would be three and zero coming into this game, but it still felt like <laughs> we all did. It still felt like <laughs> we were going to be Rose Bowl Bob. We can barely beat Florida Atlantic. It's not out of question yet, but I do, I did feel like that this was your typical Brom game where you come home and play like shit against a shitty team, and and they did. Unfortunately, they were one and two coming into this game instead of three and zero. Oh. So, um, so I didn't get to see any of the first half, but so I watched the entire second half. That so it's like you had just said, it's great that they won but it looked like they fixed exactly zero of the issues that they had against Syracuse. Other than the fact they're playing a way worse team and could run the ball. There was still defenders in the secondary that were spending more time pointing at each other while people are running behind them. And there's still just stupid penalties, stupid penalties. You t- hey, Riles, you tweeted, I've never seen that before. What is that a fumble? You've never seen that? I had never seen. <laughs> I thought what had happened was when his offensive lineman grabbed him to pull him across live, I thought he grabbed the ball and yanked it out. Is okay. what I, yeah, no, I've you're, seen a fumble. You're, you're talking about in the fourth, fourth down. Uh, yeah, that, that fumble. Yeah, I it live. I thought the reason he fumbled was because his lineman was trying to drag him, and it popped the ball loose. Is what it looked like. Uh, no, I think I think Purdue actually did it right. That Purdue uh, or something. I think he was stretching so hard it just came out. Either way, I know it took a replay to figure that out. I was talking to my son there at the end. I was like, "How the hell did that ball even come out of there?" <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know, and I, I, I was like, when I when it first happened and they did, I'm like, they're going to replay this back, and they'll say he was down or something. But then when I watched the replay, I was like, oh, no. Well, even if he was down, it still should have been turnover. But, yeah, I mean, they held strong when they need to. But, again, let me remind you, that was for Florida Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, it's really the only thing positive you can say is that a win is better than a loss. Yeah, I mean. But we – we have um, we have a really special listener on here right now. I'm going to see if I can get him to talk. Although he knows more about basketball uh, than football, uh, but we'll we'll see we'll see if we can get him to talk. What else? What else do we take from this game, guys? Before we turn this over to uh... Uh, Devin Mockaby is the yeah. most explosive running back Purdue has had in a. Was he a walk on too? Yes, he had. So, Mockaby and AOC were both walk-ons. He had offers from, the difference is, Mockaby had offers from, I want to say it was, it was either, it was either Navy or Army. Yeah, yeah. But he turned those down to walk on at Purdue, where AOC had nothing. It was. It's pretty amazing, though, to be a walk-on, and then they come in and, like, be such a playmaker. Yeah, he didn't have the, like HB said, he didn't have the yardage total that Downing had, didn't really have the big runs, but he doesn't waste 
time hitting the hole when he gets the ball. He gets the ball and it's one cut and go, which that's if you can cobble together something out of him, Doru, Downing, Kobe Lewis had a couple nice runs. If you can get something that even makes the defense think about Purdue running the ball when you get O'Connell back, that's going to help. But they got to figure out what's going on with the defense if it's because it's if they're not blowing coverages, they're hitting people five seconds after the play, and it's <laughs> okay. So, what is your okay from where was this three games? Yeah, uh, this is, this is four games? Fourth, fourth game. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> fourth game. Um, if you had like one takeaway that you think that Purdue, Purdue needs to improve on here on out to have a successful season, what is it? Pulling their heads out of their ass and not killing themselves because that's... This is Florida Atlantic. I don't think you can sit here and say that the penalties are ridiculous. I mean, you... You you blow that team out. They didn't even come close to covering the spread. That was we were sixteen and a half point favorites, right? And I thought, okay. So what's your what? What do you think? What is it, what does Purdue they, need to they do? They need to get better at freaking everything. <laughs> I know uh, everything. Their, their secondary Football. was terrible. Their secondary was terrible tonight. Honestly, you know, their secondary up until today, I thought, you know, Indiana State was a shitty team. So and they played they played well against Indiana State, but you know, Penn State. I thought you know against Penn State, our secondary played. Okay, I mean they weren't the world beaters, but they did what a Purdue football team needs. They they held their own, even against Syracuse. Uh, it, that's where the penalties killed us. Um, but today our secondary looked like shit against a shitty team. So you know, are they? That, it, and the worst and that's part. Where supposed to, that's where some of our playmakers should be. They're right suppo- that's supposed to be the anchor of the defense. That was supposed to be the best part of the defense coming into this year was the experience in the secondary. That was if we can somehow cobble together a pass rush, like we have a good deep secondary and it's just, it's bad. It's, I don't know if it's a scheme change from Lambert as the coordinator to English where they're playing a lot more cover one and they just don't know what they're supposed to be doing, but there's, there are four games in, and there's still a lot of plays where you got guys in the secondary pointing at each other, going, "Well, I thought that was your job, or that would you should have done that." And it's you yeah. shouldn't still be making those mistakes. You're already a third of the season down, and it's stuff that you should have had cleaned up before actual games even started. Yeah, but still, uh, yeah. <laughs> so is it? It's but okay. So can you sit here and say that it's the undisciplined nature of Purdue that made that a two point game against Florida Atlantic? Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. what would it have been if we wouldn't have had those penalties? It would have been the two uh, score win. Yeah, two probably, score win. probably easy fourteen. Yeah, that's so Purdue covered against the not very good Florida Atlantic. No, but I mean, yeah, a two score game. That's that's fine. I mean. <laughs> like, I don't find for a team that even if say they didn't cover, you're having to play a completely different style of football than you. Yeah, they didn't have their starting quarterback or their starting running back. Like that, 
I would have been fine with a two-score game. Maybe. Yeah, going from O'Connell to Burton completely changed how, changes how you have to play on offense, and that was great that uh, the run game stepped up, but that's not how Purdue is going to beat teams is by running the ball for 200 yards. Yeah. Well, contrary to my co-host here, we did win the game, so a little peppiness here. <laughs> We won, guys. It's all good. You you answer your own question there, Gabs. What what did what uh, what did what's your takeaway? Mine is all yeah. Mine's discipline. Mine's dumb dumb penalty. I mean, there wasn't as many, but just those stupid mistakes. I think that if they clean up, then they're fine. Now, like Ralph said, we're what a third of the season in. So are they going to do that at this point? It's like. We're doing Purdue basketball. Um, are they going to do it? I don't know. And I don't know how you fix that at this point. Um, but I, I think when the announcer said it, I don't even think it has to come from a coach. I think it has to be in the locker room. I think, you know, a senior or somebody in authority needs to step up and say, hey, guys, like, clean this shit up. Let's win some games. Let's not do dumb would shit. That's gonna... Would you thought that they had done that after the last game? Well, yeah, I know. I just said, I just said, I don't know at this point if it's going to change, but I think that's, that's a big thing. I mean, that was Florida Atlanta. That's a, that's a team you shouldn't be getting from. And, and, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot a few times. I mean, we kind of got saved there on a few penalties. And if that, they did. And if that Florida Atlantic receiver didn't con his coaching staff into believing that he could throw a football, it was probably a tie game because on that two-point conversion, yeah. he had a guy wide <laughs> open, and that dude thought the goal line was where he needed to throw the ball, and that was – I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, we won. We won. Well, I'll tell you what I would really like to do here. We don't have any requests, but we have uh, Rafael Davis is listening. And I would really like to get Rayful Davis's opinion on football because Chime on in, bud. I sent him an invite to speak. If there's anyone else that would like to chime in on today's game, uh just send a request in and we'll um tell us where you're from too. Let's make this like a true radio call in show. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Jed. Jack, when'd you connect? Tell us where you're from. I want to hear like Jack from Noblesville. Your kids' ages. You nah, know, it's, it's uh, Jack from Westfield here. Long time listener. Oh, damn. Long time fan. Yeah, honestly, today's game, it's it comes down to the mistakes, just like you said. And I agree with Gabby. Like, we need the team leadership in the locker room is where it starts. And it just needs to come down from that. You know, maybe have them a little towel fight, a little group shower, something to get them going, you know? All right. Let's do Titan style and just do up down. <laughs> this has gone the wrong way. <laughs> Dude, dude, remember the Titans, up downs. Remember Do it so they can't freaking walk. <laughs> Jack, that's, I didn't know what I don't know what they do in Westfield. But, uh, 
Hydra. Meanwhile, we're all towel fighting, trying to get our team chemistry back up. Hi, Hydra. Hi. Hey. What's up, Audra? So, I I didn't hear a lot of what y'all were talking about when I was like walking back up, but I have several issues with this team. I guess. Um, first of all, I want to talk about Chuck. Chuck is a freaking beast, and if it weren't for him, we would be lost. Um. And to speak on him, I have no idea why we have him back receiving punts. I think we need to protect him at all costs. I think he needs to strictly be on an offensive side of the ball, and that's it. Wouldn't that be offense, kind of? (laughs) You're more. I don't know. I kind of like the return. He had a couple good punt returns. I got kind of like there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I put the ball in his hands as much as I can. Honestly, yeah, I mean, we got him. Honestly, like my brother told me this more than anyone. My brother told me we got him to return punts, but he is amazing at wide receiver. And I mean, honestly, he's beyond amazing at wide receiver. I don't know why we would put him in the position that he could do something that's not at his like best and possibly get him injured, he needs to be out of the position, honestly. I think he should be strictly on the offensive side of the ball, and that's it. And I I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm so hardcore about it, but I think he should be protected. This, I got you. This team You're needs everything they get, can. You don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to get hurt. And that's a really – it's a vulnerable like position, honestly. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily agree, but I respect your <laughs> opinion on it. I, I do like him returning punts, I guess. I mean, any time sure. that we – he ran a few. I mean, that one got called back, of course. But, I mean, if he can get us in a good, you know, field position, then I'm good with it. You know what? Um, I think – I get what you're saying, Andre, but I'm like – I like the ball in his hands anytime I get it there, like, as much as possible. And these guys only play for two or three years, so put the ball in their damn hands and let them run. Rayfell. Rayfell, what's up, dude? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? I, um, I don't you? have a football analysis, but um, I, I just was listening. Um Definitely ex- um, excited for basketball season, but my my, my daughter oh, yeah. wanted to tell you guys hello. We um, I'm laying with my daughter. She was listening with you guys too, so she wants to tell you guys hello. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. How old is she? Eight. Oh, you're eight. Are you in second grade? No, third. This is my. And I don't know if anybody remembers. I was a long time ago, but my senior night in Mackey, 2016. This is actually my daughter. I was holding when I was giving my speech. That's, oh my! So anybody remembers that? This is. Uh, she's all grown up now. And she's a Purdue fan. She is. She wants to go to Purdue. She. Uh, she's been like that. She was a kid. So, but no, it was. Um, 
appreciate you guys letting me join in. I'm excited for Big Ten basketball. I'm excited for Purdue. I think this team will be different from last year's team. But as far as Purdue football, I would say if I had to give anything, it would be uh, one thing, and this is similar to all sports, but paint was real big on finishing the half. I think this team struggles to finish quarters, finish halves, finish games. And I think that's – I heard someone throw out there like a leadership thing. When you have guys doing silly things when it's time, when it's winning time, we would call it winning time. When it's four or five minutes left in the game, you have winning time. And when you have guys getting silly, like the silly penalty at Syracuse, like during winning time, like you you need a guy to go over and tell that teammate that that was a mistake. And you didn't necessarily see that in in, in an aggressive way sometimes. So you have things like, and you need older guys to kind of um, take that role. And, uh, and and you yeah I would say the leadership and and I think the younger guys they look to the older guys and finishing plays and finishing games and finishing quarters that comes with maturity and like you said just with the leadership. Uh, so do we have a little volleyball basketball star coming in here and at Purdue here soon? Has uh, has uh, Coach KG reached out yet? Uh, she actually like she likes um she likes volleyball and she likes she started like softball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. We got a little boilermaker on our hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. That's much appreciated. And, uh, uh, appreciate what, you guys. What's your daughter's name again? Kendall. Kendall Ray. Thanks, thanks, Kendall. Come on anytime, every Saturday, hey. and after football games. Gamecock Dave here from Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Oiler by birth, uh, Gamecock by choice. Oh, no. All right. Shortly. Who made this a news station? You know, I just wanted to say that I am sick and tired of just barely scraping through these close games with bad teams. I just can't stand for it anymore. That's what alcohol's for, game guy. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. I mean, when do we put our foot down? I'm I'm almost at letting Brom go to Louisville at this point. Hold on. Well, before you go on, what is the last bad team that we scraped by? On? Uh, today. No, before today. You know, I mean, there's too many to think of right now. No, then we lost. No, no, no. I mean, really, what was the last? Oh, we lost them. We lo- See, that was a tough. You can't. You, don't don't mess with the bull if you can't take the horns. I'm telling you, I I don't disagree with them. But can you name the last team that we barely scraped by? Well, I mean, we scraped by Syracuse, but then lost. Oh, we're so. the- oh I mean, okay. Ah, uh, Oregon State last year. I don't remember. Oregon State wasn't that bad of a team. They were a bowl team. Ah. Uh... Illinois last year was not a good football team. Yeah, Illinois is never a good football team, so valid. <laughs> so your question was just like, well, I mean, don't come, don't come with facts if you don't have the facts. I mean, really, I added some people and they're not. Sean, can you hear us? Sean from Shawnee Town. I'm just going to add a couple of people on whoever speaks first. Riles, for golfing all day, you're not they, even that messed up. So when, uh, Can I speak? Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep. there you go, Milt. What's going you know, on? 
this game, great win. Milt, wait, wait, where are you from, Milt? Uh, I, I live in Phil. I'm a Boilermaker, um, but I live in Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Is that where you're born and no. raised? I'm a, I'm a military brat. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, what, where Army. Awesome. awesome. Thank you for your service. What you got? This game, we did. Uh, I'm glad we got the win. Stupid penalties. This team is undisciplined. So I don't know. I don't, I'm scared to go through the Big Ten. What's, what's going to happen? We played Penn State tight. If we play Penn State like we did the first game, we should be all right. But now what we've seen the last two games, we don't see that. Yeah, no, this, if the Purdue that played these last two games played Penn State again, that's a not close game. No. So are we at, are we Purdue basketball? We <laughs> we live up to our competition. Yeah, they they've got those vibes that they can beat anybody but lose to anybody, just depending on which way the coin flip lands. It's not. I mean, it's exciting in a way, but it's not something that I would recommend long term. All right, uh, Ryan. Oh, God. What? <laughs> he gets 10 seconds before I mute him. So. Oh, okay. Ryan, is this an Iowa dude? Yes. All right. I just know none of my friends ever come on and talk. Oh, wait, I don't have friends. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Ryan says you have 10 seconds before he mutes you. Oh, he muted himself. <laughs> muted himself. Okay. Trevor. Okay. What's up, Trevor? <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Trevor, um, where are you from, buddy? I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, Boilermaker grad 2016. So... Let's go. Um, I was like 2015, so we're we're the same era. Nice, awesome. Um, here's what I want to say about today. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like we need to like blow them out by any means, but like we need a better win than that. And I mean, because in my opinion, the offense is clicking. Like the offense works. Aiden O'Connell, even Austin Burton tonight. You know, it's like the offense is working. So. It's the defense that's really causing us to be in these situations like we were with Syracuse, like we were with FAU today. Bad penalties, just poor tackling, poor coverage. Like, it's a lot of things on the defensive side. And that's just like, because, you know, you see that stuff like, oh, fire Brom, fire Brom. Brom's not the problem. He's not. Like, it's the defense. The defense needs to get it together and actually play some disciplined ball, you know? Yeah, I actually get really bothered by the Fire Brom comments because it, it's so remin- reminiscent to me of IU fans. Like, things don't go away, things don't go their way, they lose, it's fire the coach immediately. And it's like, 
just chill for a second. Like, but you what's guys funny? Didn't go to school when I went to school, where Purdue football couldn't even get anybody in the stands. Like, nine nine but, wins in four years since uh, like yeah. fifteen. I I know, I know the pain. <laughs> I know it was so bad. Like we didn't go to Purdue games. We tailgated and we breakfast club, but nobody went to a football game because it was so bad. You're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Andre, were you at the game tonight? What's that? I was at the game tonight. Yes. How was the? Uh, was it what? How was it? I mean, pretty good. It wasn't. I mean, Penn State was a lot more crowded, but the student section was still good tonight. Everything was good. Okay. Yeah. I'm homecoming. Yeah, I well, I mean, just, like, during my era, nobody <laughs> nobody went to games. It was so bad. But I do want to make a point that about you saying that you're bothered by people seeing Fire Brown, like, after a quarter or something, coming from the girl who, if Purdue basketball starts a game down, 2 nothing has immediately declared the <laughs> yeah, game over. I never say Fire Painter. I'm but, never on the Fire Painter. I love uh, that painter, and I love, I like Brom. I hate the con. Yeah, of course, because I'm fucking or freaking anxious. <laughs> Is this PG or E? I don't know. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm in the closet. I can't even watch. But I, uh, I, I just don't like the fire, 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 fire because it's so IU. That's like IU on everything they do, and I hate that. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I don't want to make my comment, but okay. <clears throat> uh, John Boy. What up, guys? Uh, John from Fishers. Um, so, yeah, to go on the uh, Fire Brom stuff, it definitely does feel like the Fire Painter people just moved over to the Fire Brom. It's annoying. Is it where we would like to be by this point? Probably not, but... Are the stands pretty much full? Yes. And like Gabby was saying, when I was in college as well with Hazel, it sucked. It was terrible. You were you could find tickets on StubHub for, you know, $2. So it's it's better. It's just not where we want to be. Um, as far as going forward, we're 2-2, two and two, should be 4-0, oh, um, arguably. I mean, we're a couple minutes away from being 4-0. Oh. Um we need That's and like correct. Ray I, Ray Davis was on earlier. I, I you know I listened to him. We need somebody in the locker room, and it may be Payne Durham. I don't know somebody that just is a vocal leader that's been here, a senior that can say, "Hey, we have the entire. This, this is all right in front of us. Like we could easily still win. Wisconsin's yeah. not what they used to be. Minnesota could be pretty good team. I mean, they beat the shit out of Michigan State. So." We need someone to stand up and say, "Hey, let's get the shit together." They need a le- they need a leader. Yes, we <laughs> have, what they like, need. They need someone to just agree, be a leader on the team and I, a I, captain. I feel it feels like a like pain could be that. It's not going to be Charlie AOC. I doubt it, but it feels like a pain Durham could step up in that locker room. Yeah, um, we need someone to step up, and yeah, like we could take it back and. Um, it's just frustrating to see. I mean, yeah, it's a win, but like the tone of this entire conversation, it might as well have been a loss. You know, it should have been a much easier win than it was. Um, but it is what it is. And yeah, we do need that leadership. But if you look at the people at the end of the Syracuse game who had the meltdowns, were 
on Sportsmanlike Conduct, Payne Durham. On Sportsmanlike Conduct, Cam Allen. On Sportsmanlike Conduct, Chris Jefferson. All guys that are upperclassmen and you would theoretically think would know better were the ones leading the charge of stupidity. Fair point. So there's got to – it's got to come from – you're right, it's got to come from someone, but it doesn't feel like – well, that's the point. These are the people that should be <laughs> stepping up and saying, hey, we need to knock this shit out, and they're the ones not doing it. Agreed. Agreed, but um, well, we got Minnesota next week, right? So I guess we'll see where we stand at that point. Yeah, once Big Ten is in full force, we'll see. Well, uh, uh, bish, bish. Hold on, hold on. Riles and uh, Gabby. Can we get your takes on Austin Burton tonight? I mean, as a, as our QB two, how did he how did he come out and do? Other sure. than that slant pattern that yeah. he stared down for roughly two years, uh, I thought he was fine. He made that throw. Uh, it's like I want to see Riles get out there and throw a slant pattern. Well, I'm well, that's not, not his job, scho- though. I'm not I mean, on scholarship to go to yeah. school for it, so. Yeah. You're getting paid to be a BUBD host. No, he's right though. I mean, that's that's what he does. It was that was his only bad one. His fade pattern to his fade throw to Sheffield in the end zone was nice. He did some brought a little different element with the mobility. Uh, that what fourth do down about- conversion to Tracy was a really nice job of moving in the pocket, but keeping his eyes downfield and still able to complete a pass. I mean. If I was to grade what he did, it was probably a B, B plus. Like, it was just fine. It wasn't if Austin Burton wasn't going to be the reason they lost the game. So, that's what you are hoping for out of your backup quarterback. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I don't really remember. I think that they didn't. I think. I don't I don't know. Coaching or whatever. Uh, obviously, we relied on the run a lot. So, did they trust what he could do? I mean, there were some really good things that he did, and I mean, I thought he did a fine job. I don't think that he's the reason that the game was as close as it was. If that's what you're asking. No, he was fine. I was. Yeah. How was the play calling tonight? The offensive play calling. Yeah, I don't know. If was... They just didn't trust him, or what? He's did. he's not a downfield thrower. And I think that kind of – you could tell, like, if they got off schedule, like if they had a holding penalty early, like on first down, that it was going to be really tough to overcome that just because Burton's not the guy that's going to sit in the pocket and hit those intermediate to uh, deep throws. So they was actually – I thought they did a pretty good job of adjusting to what they had available to them so I mean offense was really not the concern today but other than Finneran somehow leaving a 47 yard field goal short but oh my god I do want to say before we let anyone else on <laughs> I don't want to bash actually I'm not I'm not going to because I'm going to get into a bashing and I'm going to do that about Purdue player never mind <laughs> Okay, we don't bash. Just stay. I'm just 
I'm confused how we are missing so many field goals at this level. I mean, the college kickers are going to college kicker. It doesn't. I mean, but they're not. I don't know. I maybe I don't. I don't. I watch Purdue. I don't watch a lot of other. So I just feel like we're missing a lot of easy points there. And I'm like, okay, is this guy on scholarship? Like, what's going on? Is he really good? Like, I, I, you could tell me his stats. I would have no clue because I, I really don't. I do he's, feel like we're missing fine. a lot of field goals that are shouldn't be missed. I guess. Gonna make goals as well. Silence. All right, bish, bish. Bish, bish, swish. Bish. Bish, bish. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is bish. Uh, uh, 98 grad, 98 grad from the Midwest. Uh, from the Midwest. Come look, on. Look, I think that, uh, I think that this is the coaching staff saying, look, we need to just get this win. And if we get it with our second team, that's fine. And, AOC was probably able to play today, but they know they got Minnesota next week, and it's they're gonna. That's a tough Minnesota. Team. I thought that. I thought that too. They were just. I don't know. Trust him. They they dominated Michigan State. So uh, I'm not. I don't have a problem with this. Just sneak the win through. Just get it done. The defense needs to clean some stuff up because man, those penalties are just killers. Just killers. So, yeah. and, and hey, look the pro the pro kickers miss him too. I mean, Colts kicker, you know, douche the game there the first game. Browns they they drafted a guy, won the first game for him, and then missed two extra points. So it happened. That's all I got. Thank you, thank you, Bish Bish Wish from the Midwest. <laughs> Um, I'm adding Joe on. What's up, Joe? Unmute yourself there, bud. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? We gotcha. I just wanted to follow up on what you guys were saying earlier. Those uh, those 15-yard penalties in the Syracuse game said it was uh it was Jefferson, Durham and Cam Allen all got 15 yard penalties. Um I mean that that comes straight from the head coach I feel like. And I don't think that we should fire Brom by any means. But I don't think like if if at the end of this year he decides to leave for Louisville, which I think is eventually going to happen at some point, I don't think I'm going to be that upset. I think Brom's a great coach, but at the end of, I mean we've had like five or six how many defensive coordinators has has he gone through? It's just this would who are be. Who are we gonna get after him? That's no, I know, but I don't think that's a great excuse. It's like, oh, well, who are we gonna get? I get that, and Bra- trust me, I get it. The nine wins in four years with with Hazel, I get all that, and like Brahm has obviously like rejuvenated the team, but it's just like, I I just don't think that he is. I don't know. I I just don't. I just don't know what we're gonna do on like the defensive side of the ball with Jeff Brom. Yeah, because this is coordinator four in four years, basically. So it's hard to build continuity if you're constantly turning over your staff. And 
yeah, and you can tell like it just you know, something just it doesn't look like it's quite sinking on that end of the field. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I do think that who you're going to get is better, is, is not out of this world uh, statement. I mean, Jeff Brom is, is, I mean, honestly, who are you going to get? They're, this is so, not Daryl. Yeah. Purdue is not, are we ever going to, we're never going to beat Alabama. Let's just be honest. Look, and. I, if 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 Louisville swoops in and takes and tries to pull Jeff Brom from us, I'm still going to be pissed. I think Jeff Brom has it. I think he can get us there. You know, I just don't. It, it, he's, he's for inferior point opponents where you either lose or only win. You know, where it feels still feels like loss. It sucks, but he's got some damn good playmakers in here. He's got some damn good quarterbacks. And at the at the end of the day, too, if he does leave, like the program, thanks to him, is in significantly better shape yeah. than it had any hopes of being six yeah. years ago. I mean, for sure. I mean, we're dead in the water. I mean, th- that was almost like the death penalty, right? Double <laughs> A death penalty. He had nothing going for it. I mean, Daryl Hazel. Yeah. That that era was really that was bad. bad. Really bad. Purdue football right. has been bad in the past. There's been some like, bad, bad how bad it was that like we're gonna give I we're never gonna probably be obviously national champion like we're never gonna be Alabama. Oh yeah, obviously. we'll be championship level. But if we could compete and we could win games, like I know there's been some bad losses, but it happens. I mean, God we yeah. look at Purdue basketball. We've had great years and then we turn around and we have a terrible year it just players move in we were missing two starters tonight like it just happens i guess and i think but, everyone freaks out gabby do you want to like for like a minute because i noticed we had a request from someone who could give us a lot better insight to speak than any of us three could ever hope for nelson no i added it looks like we have former Purdue running back, Markel Jones. What's up, guys? Whoa. How's it hey, going? what's up? Hey, I just wanted to hop on here real quick, man, because I, I was watching the podcast, and I've never been on one of these. Um, I'm not even sure what this platform is called. I'm just on Twitter, and I saw yeah, you guys talking. Good. I thought it was a very interesting conversation, really good conversation. I just wanted to throw my two cents in here. Um, you know, all these people that I'm seeing tweet after the games talking about – Moving away from Coach Brom, like you guys have mentioned, and you guys hit it on the head, before Coach Brom got here, it was a literal dumpster fire. You guys saw even it's FAU. Imagine playing FAU five, six years ago. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter homecoming. It doesn't matter what time of the year we're at. That stadium's not going to be filled up. Okay. So Brom and his success has filled that stadium even against FAU on homecoming, we did not impress. I was the first one to, you know, you can look at my tweets. I was not impressed by the win. But what I can tell you is that, you know, I think he is taking us in the right direction. I think he kind of gets a little skittish on the play calling for whatever reason. For some reason, he lets off the pedal. 
he gets a little nervous and I know him very well, but I, you know, we got to find a way to get over the hump. And the way I saw Minnesota playing today, you know, that, that has me a little bit nervous. We haven't beat Minnesota. I, I, I played in some very cold games up in Minnesota and I know that they're going to be a freaking tough team to beat. Um, I think we just got to get back to the, uh, to the basics, man. I mean, we're an offensive team. We, we know that we try to run the ball when we can, but at the end of the day, we've got to, we got to throw the football. We've got to get Charlie. He's a freaking dog. We got to get him open. We got to scheme up for him and we've just got to do what we do. And that's been throwing the ball. I didn't see any trick plays, which, you know, maybe we, we don't show anything against FAU, but next week we've got to let it all rip. We've got to take a shot at Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be ranked this week. They're going to be 4-0. We've got to take a shot, and we've got to just see what happens. We've got to play this like it's a freaking Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So you had mentioned that you feel like you might get skittish in when things get tight. Do you think that it's maybe the play calling on top of everything else that goes into being a coach kind of overwhelms him in the moment there. Like it's maybe would be something like where people have speculated, maybe it'd be better served if Brian called plays and Jeff kind of focused on the head coach role and just kind of overseeing everything. Or is that just yeah, his natural inclination? He just kind of gets tight because that's his personality. I mean, you got to see him, man. You, you, you see the you see the games and you see whenever the camera zooms in on his face and it's kind of getting down to crunch time like that. And it seems to me, just watching from home and Penn State game, I was on the sideline with him. I was there. DJ was able to get me on the sideline. I was at the game and you just kind of see his face and you just see the wheels spinning, the wheels turning. And he's kind of trying to – to me, it seems like, you know, you've got a guy who – feels the weight of the world on top of him and he's not delegating enough Yeah, because he's got really, really smart people around him. And it just seems to me that sometimes he's not delegating like, Hey man, like, what do you got? What, what's your opinion? And he does take the weight of the play calling on his shoulders. Um, and whenever, you know, I would say Austin Bart Burton did a pretty decent job keeping us in the game. I'm not sure why we went to Alamo. Uh, at some point in the game, I thought we should have just stayed with Burton, but that's beside the point. Um, I think he just was a little nervous to let Burton loose. You know yeah. what I mean? With AOC, he at least has that feeling as if I can throw I can throw any play call at Aiden, and Aiden's going to make a play. I'm not sure he has that confidence with Burton yet, and that's fine. Um, I did like that we tried to get to the run game more often. I just You saw it in multiple games this year. Penn State, just the weird clock management. I'm not going to call it poor because I love Brom, so I, I, I can't speak bad on Brom. Um, I just think that some of the play calling as far as utilizing the clock and the managing of the football game was a little weird, but I feel like it's because he's taking it all on his shoulders and he's feeling the pressure uh, to make yeah. the right call. I was going to say, after the loss last week, it's almost like you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. That's what Absolutely. I was going to say. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. And, and, and I've, you know, even when I was playing, there's games that were in it, and then the play call kind of gets kind of stagnant. It's like, I don't care if we're up by 14 points. You'll see the game. Go back to the Indiana State game. We're up. Now, granted, you know, we sat Aiden after halftime. 
I think that's an opportunity where even if the backups come in and you have a lead like what we had, I want to see what those guys can do. Yeah. Keep the play calls. Throw throw the whole book at those guys. Make those guys show you because you want to have them prepared for a situation like this week where yeah. we've got Aiden not playing in the game, and we want to see if Alamo can throw the freaking ball down the field, open the playbook up whenever we yeah. have the opportunity. Yeah, because I think an underrated thing that people will forget about the Syracuse loss is we came out of halftime, and I think it was – I don't think it was two straight three and outs, but I think it was eight plays total. And six of them were like just basic run plays. And it feels like there's always a stretch in these games where there's two or three offensive possessions in a row where it just, the play calling is off. It doesn't feel like the plays are being called to like try to generate points. It feels like, we're trying to sit on this and kill time. And then it's, yeah. Oh crap. Now we have to like gear back up and go. And it's just, yeah, it feels sometimes I like agree. maybe it's just like overwhelmed and he doesn't want to s- screw up and be oh. like, Oh, I was too aggressive on this and we blew the game. And instead he goes the other direction. It's like, I, don't I would love, to- I would love your take on the discipline aspect. Cause we've talked about it a lot. You know, obviously dumb penalties um, and somebody stepping up and being like, hey, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, do you think that's a coaching thing or do you think that's a locker room? Some senior stepping up and saying, hey, like, we got to stop these late hits. We got to stop these dumb penalties. They're killing us. Well, it's 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 weird, man, because, I mean, I remember maybe my sophomore junior year we had issues with penalties really bad and and it's it's really hard to put your finger on where these penalties come from um i will say man i love brom and i'm watching the game man i i'm telling you guys last week uh coming out when we had the we we scored the yeah. touchdown kicking the field goal Payne gets the penalty which wasn't a penalty if you watch the freaking tape it's not he was talking to the guy the guy was talking back to him there was no pushing there was nothing like that so the, the initial call on Payne was on Payne was bullcrap then Brom does what he does he was talking we know that's what he does he went too far apparently and that cost us heavily uh, that was horrible um i feel as though Brom and his mentality, he's fired up. Everybody knows that. It does resonate through the locker room. It does take a certain guy to step up and be like, yo, we've got to lock in. This is like crunch time. Like, we can't have this type of stuff. But going back to that Syracuse game, the refereeing, and I don't like to use that excuse, but they were freaking awful. They were so awful. They were calling us for PIs that we weren't even – like we weren't there was such minimal contact on the PIs they were calling against us. I saw multiple holds get non-called against Purdue. I saw freaking defensive pass interference not called against Purdue. So I'm not even gonna go there with the Syracuse game, but I will say that like at that situation, man, I just wish that Brom just could have reeled it in just a little bit for just a little bit, just to just to get us to the end of that game. Cause that was one of those those that we should have won. I think we should have won the Penn State game. We had mistakes there. But you know, I think that what we have to realize as Purdue fans is that it's not going to be perfect. We we're not expecting to beat the Bamas. We're not expecting to beat the Auburns right now. But what we are expecting is to beat every freaking team in our conference. <laughs> because b- besides us in Minnesota, who is there? You yeah. know what I mean? 
Who is there? We we have an opportunity. Now, Minnesota's going to be a tough freaking game, man. They're good. They're really good. They've been good. Um, I was recruited by um, old bald-headed uh, – what's their head coach name? P.J. Fleck. Oh, man, P.J. He's a good dude. I was recruited by that cat, man. To, to Western puts, Yeah, man, to, up in Western back in the day, man. He had yep, a freaking yep. – bur- he had a Burberry uh, – a nice little Burberry belt on. He is a <laughs> – I don't even know how to describe that guy. I hate his guts, though. I really do. Um, we have not it's been able to get over. The, we have not. We have not been able to get over the Minnesota hurdle since I was there. I don't think we ever beat those guys. We okay. never beat them. That, that's awesome. I gotta say two things. First of all, it was awesome watching you play for Purdue. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, it's really awesome having you on here right now. I get it. One question. Does your fresh you had the freshman rushing all time rushing record at Purdue? Is that correct? That's what they tell me. Yeah. Is that still standing? <laughs> uh as of right now, yeah, I would say so. I think it was uh I mean it was like it was less than a thousand yards. It was like eight hundred right and something, eight hundred and seventy or something, and like maybe twelve touchdowns. That's pretty badass, honestly. I appreciate that, man. Are you still involved in football in any capacity today? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm. I'm not. I'm definitely not involved in any of the day to day. I stay pretty busy with what. Um, but I definitely. You, I'm sorry. You bring a lot of great memories. Um, you know, from just not that damn long ago. Honestly, yeah. you. And uh, it's pretty awesome that you're on here. So we hope that you can. You can. Uh, you can. Ju- where uh, that's one thing we forgot. Where are you from? You're from. I'm from Columbus, Indiana. Hey, that's, people always used to ask I, me, man, why do you? What is your deal against IU? Because you know, you guys know. Check out the stats. I used to, I used to kill IU, dude. I'm 45 <laughs> minutes from Bloomington. I old head coach. I forget his name. Remind me. Back in 2015. Uh, that was that. That was uh. What the hell was his name? I don't remember. God. He, I try not to think he, about he hasn't been a head coach like, in a long time. That dude, he had me. He, he, a little squirrely guy, right? Maybe Wilson. What's his last name? Wilson. Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson. Oh, yes. Kevin Wilson. Kevin, Kevin Wilson. Wilson. I was over there on a on an unofficial visit to Indiana University back in like 2014, and these cats. I pulled up. Coach Wilson pulls up to me next at, at the table. He came and sat next to me. He called me somebody else's name. Can you believe that? He didn't say. He said, "How you doing?" <laughs> I forget what Tavon or he said some ridiculous name. And from that point on, I was like, man, FIU, I'm never stepping foot on this campus. <laughs> and I'm going to Purdue University, and I'm going to make sure that they feel me every time we play IU. And that's what I did. He was – I he love was, that. He was probably drunk at the time. So, oh, I could smell you know, the alcohol you know. on his breath, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, all right. So, since we've got you on here, not to turn this into like a – not a post game. This, this is give, your life, basically. Give, give me what what was your favorite thing about being uh, a stud athlete at Purdue University? I mean, w- if you were selling to a recruit today to come and play for Purdue, and I don't care if it's football, basketball, track, whatever, why? Why would you do that? You know what? This is the funny thing right here, guys. So my girlfriend right now, she's a uh, pre med student at Indiana University. So I actually live in Bloomington right now, okay? And let me tell you, Purdue's campus compared to Indiana University, I don't care what anybody has to say. Purdue is way better. That's the first thing. Second thing, 
I went. Cap, I, no they cap. They allowed me, man. As you guys may know, um, I was in the flight program at Purdue. I played big time Division One football. I got a freaking all my licenses in Purdue. I'm a a, a pilot right now for American Airlines. Uh, they set me up for life. You throw you throw Purdue University degree around in my field, and you know people are like, "Oh my God, it's a, it's a big deal." But I, I would say biggest than that, man. I just I love my experience at Purdue. The fan base is so loyal. Um, they get a little squirrely, as we all know. They get a little bit squirrely on on Twitter and Facebook and all these things, calling for the firing of a head coach that's put us in a position to to be very successful. We just got to give them a chance, man. We got to give them a chance, give these guys a chance. And what you got to realize is at the end of the day, like these are freaking kids, man. These guys have a lot of other stuff going on in their plate. They want to win football games just as bad as the fan base does. I promise you that. They are kicking themselves harder than anybody else can online. I promise you that. Um, they're going to get better throughout the weeks. They're going to have a good practice this week, and they're going to be as prepared for Minnesota as they possibly can. And I think that we're going to have a better showing. I'm not going to call for a win, but we're going to have a better showing. I promise you that. And Mark, I love that. I, I love like, that. Like they're just million. they're just kids. You know, yeah, we're like so hard on them. They're like 18 to 22 year olds. They're going to class. Yeah, of course. Of course. Didn't you have like a million yard rushing yards in high school or something like that, Marco? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I can looking back at it now, I can like I can kind of talk my shit about that too cuz <laughs> I mean, my my head coach, I love him to death. He's a Hall of Famer in Indiana high school football ranks. He only played me till halftime. <laughs> I played till halftime, and and we blew we blew people out. It was bad. I'd be probably, I, I swear to God, if I if he allowed me to play the entire games, I would probably have the national record for total yards in a career and touchdowns, without a doubt. That's amazing. There's no question. I think my senior year, I had like uh, 3,600 yards rushing and 60 touchdowns. Playing until yeah. playing playing until halftime. That's ridiculous. That's efficient work. That's you know. Yeah, I, I, I try to get my work done early. Yeah, and then you could sit. And just chill. <laughs> That's right. What size of school was Columbus East? We were five A in Indiana. It goes up to six A, uh, yep. but our, our division, our conference, wasn't you know up to snuff for real. But no, I just I remember my four A school coming to Columbus East when you were there, and we. We uh, went home with our tails tucked between our legs. <laughs> and w- what school was that? Uh, East Central. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we put in work. I mean, we, we did that to everybody, though. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so. so, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to I'm have to po- check in with you guys next week, too, man. Every yeah. week? Yep, every week. Good. Thanks Thank for coming on. Hey. That was awesome. And, and basketball season. Yeah, I let you guys talk about basketball season. I can talk about it, but you know, I let I leave that up to you guys. All right. I'm I'm an expert in football, man. I can I can I break the game down. I walk it. I, I watch these games with so much scrutiny. I really do. Um, it's kind of it's probably bad for my health, but I watch it with so much scrutiny, man. Bad <sighs> really for do. all of our health. I know. Thank thank you so much, Markel. Have, Thanks have for having good. me on, guys. Yep. Take care. All right. I don't even know. I don't even know what we do now. I know he was so good. Uh, uh, there's still people that won't talk, and I'm sure people yeah. got oh, reactions too. DJ Knox. All right, I just added John. Hi, John. Hey, how are you doing, John? Hi. 
sorry that you have to follow Markel Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough follow there. Yeah, um, yeah. Where are you from? Where I'm from. Um, originally from Fort Wayne. Now I live in Pennsylvania. I definitely heard it after the um, Penn State game. That was rough for me the next day at work. Um, but yeah, the only thing. I mean, I don't have this magical conversation to have with you guys like Mark Hell did, but um, I'm just kind of nervous about the Big Ten play coming up. Minnesota's tough. Maryland looked really good. I mean, they didn't come out with a win, but they looked pretty competitive against Michigan. Um, I'm always worried about Wisconsin, even though we just we just can never beat them at all. And then you go back to that fumble game back in the day and all that. Um Another thing is, like, I'm really worried about this, like, lack of leadership potentially in, like, that defense. Uh, Like, we really miss Brad Lambert, like, a lot. And I don't even know if we miss Jalen Graham or what, but the defense really needs to figure it out because some of these penalties are just sad. But God bless Chris Jefferson. I mean, if we didn't have him, I don't know where we would be. Yeah, uh, to your point about Jalen Graham, that would be with playing Minnesota next week, a team that wants to run the football first, second, and third. If he's able to make it back for that, that would be a game changer because right now, like you said, there really isn't that leader on the defense that he is. And that's probably, if they have Jalen Graham, they don't probably end up in that situation where Syracuse scores those touchdowns at the end of the game. I mean, that's always up for debate. I mean, who knows? He They could have scored if he was there anyways. But, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility that we wouldn't be in some of the positions last week um, with him on the field. But, I mean, we can only really hope that people can step up to the plate when they're – when we have those guys down. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, John. Right. Looks like I added. I've got a mark. If it connects. I've got ex Purdue golf manager on as well. Hey, what's up guys? What's hey, up? What's up? Purdue golf manager? Yeah. Gra- Where are you from? Graduated last year from Purdue and then I'm from Virginia. So right now I'm at Virginia tech. Um, doing grad school but I always like remember us always losing to teams that we should never lose so like we beat Ohio State in 2018 and then like a week or two later we lost like Eastern Eastern Michigan and then like the next season I remember us losing to like UNLV to open up but then like we'd beat all these ranked teams so it always seems like Brom he either like saves his best like per game calling performance for like the you know the the ranked teams but then is like afraid to call those plays when we're playing pretty much like nobodies and so and it's always the defense too like i never remember us having the, a great defense but then being let down by the offense so it's it just seems like we're always either confused on defense or the players on defense like never trust the defensive coaches or the staff um so i mean that's just my take like i'm glad we beat fau but 
Like, I just remember. I mean, that's why I'm not worried about Minnesota is because they look so good. And I feel like our players will always step up to those games. But then they play – they go down a level against, yeah. like, the teams like FAU. It's Purdue basketball all over again. Yeah. <laughs> just a FYI, I got a uh, DM about AOC potentially being out for a few weeks. Yeah, they just – Brom said it could be next week. It could be a couple weeks. So, oh. who – in Brom speak – like I saw someone say, if we didn't see him on the sideline, if you took that as Brahms' answer, you would assume that he was dead. So, yeah. Yeah. hey, hey, could I? This is Marco. Could I? Could I jump in for a second? Yep. Yeah. So, so here's the thing about defense: people always give the defense a really bad rap when it comes to these types of things. The thing about our defense: our defense is predicated off off of time of possession. So, whenever Purdue's offense goes out there and we throw three straight passes, and we don't get a first down, that's a quick turnaround for a tired defense. And occasionally, especially the way that, that our defensive coordinator is running this defense, we're going one high we're going one high safety and sometimes going zero against these teams. So we're, we're depending on the corners to play really, really high-level one-on-one ball, and that's tough. for he, he, he left those guys on an island for a long time of the game. So you, you mix that with the fact that, our offense is having such quick possessions that puts the defense in a really bad spot. So I would say the defense, I I would say the defense actually played pretty well considering the fact that they were on the field. I don't know what the time of possession was, but it doesn't really matter what the time of possession was exactly. It is the fact that we have a lot of quick three and outs and that's tough on a defense to go right back out there after making the stop right back out there. That's just tough. You know, they get no when that happens. Yeah, no, that's not that's not saying that, that the guys can't play better. There was plenty of missed tackles. I mean, they had plenty of missed tackles against Syracuse. You know, there's a lot to be improved. What's on. your take? I what's your take on? I know you weren't a defensive player, but on the tackling, I know that's a big subject on Purdue Twitter right now. Um, yeah, the tackling needs work. Did I, is that something you guys practice a lot, or defense practice a lot, or what? <laughs> um. I, I, we used to. We used to practice it a ton. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to a practice in a long time. But, yeah, tackling is not easy. I'll tell you what, especially if you have a good athlete at running back. I mean, it's not easy to tackle. But that's why it requires, if unless you're not a really, really spectacular individual tackler, you've got to bring the whole posse. Um, I didn't – I mean, we've got to have three guys on the ball at a time if that's what is required. If we can't make the individual one-on-one tackles – We've got to get a lot of hats to the ball. Um, we used to do a really, really good job. I think with, with Lambert, we used to do a really good job getting a lot of guys to the ball. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's about gang tackling. That's more important than the individual spectacular play. Because we, we were pretty spoiled, I think we'd all say, with Karloftis. Uh, George yeah. could make a one-on-one tackle. Um Lawrence is good. Lawrence can make a, a play occasionally, but he's he's a space eater. He works in the middle of the field. Um, we just need a guy to come down. The Graham was is one of those. Graham can come down the field, but he's hurt. You know, we got a gang tackle. It's got to be. It's got to be a, a group effort. Yeah, the, your whole your whole thing about time of possession. Um, I, I totally agree. You know, Purdue's defense is. 
you know, you know, we're never going to have the the number one defense in the nation. So our, but on the flip side, Purdue's offense, I mean, even through the Hazel era, was uh, never really centered around time of possession, right? I mean, we, you, you just, but you got to stay on the field. You just got to stay on the field. You've got to give your defense uh, uh, time to rest. And when you, like you said, you go out and throw three passes, three incomplete passes, it's, it puts some major stress on your on your defense. So, hey, do you guys it's remember a guy? A good run game. Do, do, do you guys remember a guy by the name of Tony Levine? Yeah, the special. He's the special teams oh, yeah. coordinator that left to Chick-fil-A. manage the Chick Fil A. He's a hell of a Chick Fil A manager too. But you know what? He was an even better freaking special teams coordinator. I miss that guy. If if Tony Levine, because look 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 guys, you guys know this. Freaking Charlie Jones was a beast at Iowa in the punt game and the kick return game. That's where he na- made his name. We can't scheme it up for this guy to get good returns. Yeah. I see this dude. He catches punts today. He's got like 10 to 15 yards of space, but we can't scheme it up to get this guy to get a good return. That's That was his bread and butter before he came to Purdue. Now we turn him into a receiver because we've got a, we can scheme around that. I think we got to get a. I don't know who's running the coordination job over there on the special teams job, but and, and again, I love this team. I love everybody on this team, so I'm not talking shit about nobody. But we've got to scheme our playmakers to make plays, and I don't yeah. feel like our special teams has been spectacular since Tony Levine. Charlie Jones no. is amazing. Just yeah. <laughs> say that. No, he and it's amazing. For, I don't know how Iowa did not use him. It's for. The athletes that we have had returning punts and kicks, it's kind of shocking that the return game isn't more of a threat because you never really see Purdue start, like have a couple possessions a game where they're starting like on a kick return, starting at like the 40 or the 45 or getting a punt return that goes 25 yards into opponent territory. And it's weird because it's not like we lack the returners, but like, I don't know necessarily if it's how they're coaching the blocking or what, but it seems like there's space, but it evaporates immediately. So. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think there's an emphasis on it. You know, I think the emphasis is obviously placed on the offense. I'd, I'd like to know when the last time we returned a punt or a kickoff return for a touchdown. I think that's been probably a while. The yeah. last one I can think of is the – no, there was one. <laughs> it was uh, Indiana State in Hazel's first year. It was a trick play on a kick return that went for a touchdown. I think it was like the opening kick. So so a, a trick play for a kick return. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's bad. That's bad, man. That's bad. That's not good. I'm, yeah. Even I'm, even even if you made it uh, uh, even simpler, okay, a twenty-five or thirty or forty-yard return, I say, not I even a touchdown. Just give me some good field position. That's it. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it. Yeah. But all right, it looks like we got two more requests, and then do we want to wrap it? Yes. Yeah. Let's get. Let's bring on. Ready? We got Merck Jones and we got Willie Nelson listening to us tonight. (laughs) 
What's up, Willie? Okay. Might have to unmute yourself. Yo, how how can how's it going? Hey, what's there up? Ah, go. there we go. What's All up? right. Yeah, no, love listening to the podcast. Got a few things to touch on, just everything you've been talking about. Number one, Charlie, great athlete. You play at Purdue, you're going to have to do some multiple things if you're a great athlete. We just don't have enough of those on the field to actually make a difference. We can't have, you know, every single person being a big five-star athlete like you have, like in Alabama or whatever. So I agree with Charlie returning punts. I know it opens him up to getting injured, but I think in the long run he's going to going to do us really well uh you know second thing love markel jones but man he made a really obvious comment that the defense is predicated around the offense taking some time off the clock to get them a little bit of rest i think you could probably say that for every single defense in the country but you know defensive wise we're just making too many stupid mistakes in um either not tackling or just doing dumb penalties and I would say the last thing, you know, I, I'm not a fire Brom guy. I think Brom is the reason that we are where we are today and we're in a lot better position than we were back in 2014 whenever I was going there. But, you know, you still can hold the guy accountable for what he's doing. And uh, his play calling, to me, has been questionable. You know, number one is, you know, the Penn State game. I was there. I think it's, I think it's safe. It's safe, yeah. I mean, yeah. safe, yeah, but I, I somehow, like, I think he outthinks himself. Like, I think he's trying to, like, yeah. let's do what is not the normal thing to do. Like, I was, I was twelve, I was twelve rows back, fifty yard line during the Penn State game, and every single person in the stands is yelling, "Run the ball!" And all he wanted to do was pass the ball. Like, you run the ball a few times, you take probably a minute off the clock, and they have that much less time. Um, and then today yeah. he runs that drag route with Payne running a drag route across um, there on fourth and three across the, um, the line of scrimmage. And is that, is that Payne's fault or is that what the play calling's calling? Like I just hate running a call like that on fourth down whenever you have one option to throw it to at that point. And, you know, he's, he's responsible for getting the ball up four or five yards down the field. I just, I question some of his play calling for, for a guy that is a good play caller and, um, you know, I guess the last thing I'll touch on is I know everybody's worried about Minnesota next week. I'm actually confident about it. I think we're going to step up and have a really good game. Um, you know, if AOC plays, I I have no doubt in my mind that going into the fourth quarter, we're either going to be up or we're going to be within one touchdown. I, I think we're going to have a hell of a game next week. Brom will typically step up in big games. We've seen it before with Ohio State several years ago. The man just knows how to show up for big games, and if we don't get big penalties that kill us, I, I know we're going to have a hell of a game. So, what the hell happened, AOC? I, I heard he had a broken rib. That I heard he had a broken rib. That that's what I heard. But you know, you never know. And that's that's from Syracuse game. Yeah, from the I first heard, quarter of the yeah. Syracuse game. I saw he had a rib injury. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's tough. I will say, though, went to the same high school as Brady Allen. Uh, you know, Indiana Mr. Football last year, freshman this year. Like, that's a bright future on your hands. The kid can freaking spin the ball. He He's a hell of a player. So, you know, I, this year, not going to do us a lot of good. But heading into the next couple of years, the guy can freaking throw the football. And, uh, and under Brom, I think, is going to be a real bright future for sure.
Uh, yeah. Weather grad, what's up? <laughs> hey there, guys. Uh, first hey, time, Martin. Mar- can you hear Markel. me? Is Markel still here? Markel. What's up? Hey, 3,500 yards, 60 TDs, by the way. 35, okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, good, work, good work in high school, man. I followed you back in the day. I'm, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, but uh, good work. I, I was really surprised uh, you went to Purdue and uh, you didn't go to something like uh, Ohio State or Notre Dame or whatever. So, uh, thankfully, you uh, went to Purdue for us. But uh, They didn't hey, offer. I- they didn't offer and they didn't have a, fly, a flight program. Hey, and you wouldn't have went anyway because you're a Boilermaker. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, he was. Hey, listen. When you when you look at the stats, Columbus North five A and thirty five hundred yards in a career, sixty TDs. I mean that that's incredible. Markel, you were three star. Thought that was Columbus right? East. You, you were yeah, three star. I was going to correct him. I was going to let him finish. It was Columbus yeah, East. Are, yeah, those are that's a four star coming out of high school if you get offered by Alabama or Notre Dame. <laughs> As we know. Yeah, the the sixty touchdowns was just my senior year. I had like hundred and thirty touchdowns in my career or something. Like that. <laughs> oh wait, oh, I, I read. Oh, you had like eight thousand yards, one hundred twenty touchdowns. That's right. That sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> he went to Columbus North. He would have been with a uh, little little That's Jordy right. Hulls over your, there, and he probably would have put him down. That was your senior year, correct, man? Thirty five hundred yards your senior year, incredible. Um, Mikkel, Mikkel, I think I scored one touchdown in fifth grade peewee football. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's a one star, right? There. That, but, that, it was Gab- a Gabby. Course, yeah. Gabby, I did want to ask, how many beers did you drink today? How many beers did I drink today? Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot. And I All wasn't right, drinking good. tonight. I wasn't drinking tonight because I had a rough night last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, hey, Markel, Markel, quick question for you. Um, You and DJ, you know, you guys grounded out uh, early on, recruited Hazel by Hazel. I I have a question. You know, Brom loves to throw the ball. Running game's been a huge issue for the Boilers um, for 100,000 years. But what is truly the issue – you know, since you and DJ are gone and still with you were there, you know, obviously O-line's an issue when you were there. I, I mean, what is what is truly the issue? Is it that we're not getting, you know, high profile backs because no, we don't want to no, throw the ball no, or what? No, what's no. the issue? The only issue. We got the backs. We've had good backs. There was uh, who was the kid from New York? Uh, I believe his name was Malik. He was a four star coming out of New York. Yeah, Murphy. 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 Tyreek yeah. Murphy. Okay, so we've we've got good backs. I'll tell you what the problem is. Um, and I didn't really believe this and understand this until I got to school. You recruit a certain type of offensive lineman. Okay. Brom wants to throw the football. He recruits offensive linemen who can pass block their ass off. How many sacks do we give up? Not a whole lot. To be honest, if we're really honest with the amount with the with the amount of times that we throw the football, we don't give up a ton of sacks. We give up sacks whenever it's an obvious pass situation, and they know we're throwing the ball, and they're bringing a blitz, they're bringing a scheme up front, and we get tricked. We don't really recruit offensive linemen that are thick and that want to run the ball, um, because and then and then you think about it. Whenever me and DJ were there playing the playing ball, it was BYOB. It was BYOB. Bring your own blocker um, because you're going to need a plus one 
you know, they can block what they block. And, and Coach Barclay was really, really good about this. You know, we've got at least one defender that we've got to make miss. That's what the, the, the as a running back and, and Purdue's offense, you've got to make a guy miss. So you've got your one-on-one assignment, whether it's a safety or a linebacker, whoever's got you, you've got to make them miss. And then you got to go get your own yards. I think that we just recruit and – I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away because I love all the coaches, but I'll just say that the offensive line uh, is very good at pass blocking. I'm not sure that they are coached very much in the run blocking because it's not what what we do. That's that's our biggest issue. We've got good running backs, you know. We've yeah, got, no, we've no. got a good running back coach, and we've had good running backs in the past. We just we just we just need guys that want to really run the football. And we yeah, also no. have, to, we have to call the plays, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're exploiting anything there. I think that everybody knows that we've struggled with Brom as coach running the ball. There, there. That's not that's not hidden. And and now that you say that, there is a huge difference between Iowa and Minnesota lines, offensive lines versus versus Purdue. And I guess the the thing that that we are seeing is with Maccabee, you know, he is a little slippery, and he can move. And uh, it is incredible. Another guy like that, a walk-on, who I don't know his numbers, but he does have some dynamics that are different than uh, Downing and and the other guy from Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah, no, he's slippery. He's he's got good vision, and that's what it really is to be a running back. You've got to have the vision um, because even if even if you have an incredible offensive line, you look at. Um, uh, Ibrahim from uh, Ibrahim from Minnesota, he's got a great offensive line, but sometimes they don't block it up perfectly, and he's got to make he's got to find a way, and he's got really good vision. That's the biggest thing about a running back. If I was a running back coach, and I may be a running back coach one day, uh, once I take a break from flying, um, that's the biggest thing about it is uh, you've got to have great vision. I don't care how physical, athletic you are, that's secondary. You can take a slow guy with really good vision and, and, and a really good understanding of the playbook. And he, I'd put him over a guy who's got the physical traits, who doesn't know the playbook and can't freaking, you know, find the gaps. That's what it is. Yeah. Back. You just gotta, you gotta find your, you gotta find your way. Yeah. And I get, I guess that that goes back to why don't we try to go after how, why didn't we keep the Murphy kid? And if he was truly a four star out of New York, and had the vision and the power, we can't keep those guys. I mean, I, I can't well, remember the last time we had a four-star running back. I think Tyreek Tyre- Tyre- had some off-the-field issues. He had some yeah, extracurricular okay. stuff going he on. He got arrested before he actually even, like, had, like, his okay. first practice, like, during yeah. school. Which yeah, he, to be yeah, a he had some flag. other stuff going on. Yeah. So it's probably hard trying to get running backs like Tyreek Murphy as a four-star to come here or even higher because we're more of a passing offense. And, and that's, that's all I'm going to say. Gabby, thanks for having me. Hey, Markel, great talking to you. Thanks. I'll just sit here and listen. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Have a good one. All right. Do we, have we, uh, I think I, boiler fan, have you, have you said your piece yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, everything else has been great contribution. Markell's made great points. I was just, I'm an old uh, Purdue fan. I first game I ever went to was 50 years ago, and then uh, I'm a I'm a West Side Red Devil, and I'm living in Texas now. So I've been around Purdue football my whole life. So just 
I got to say, without question, any talk about Brom being someone we should get rid of is insanity because I've been through Alex Agassi. I've been through Leon Burnett, Jim Coletto, you know, Daryl Hayes. I've been through hell. So, hey, 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 re- hey, real quick, Jim Coletto won a Super Bowl. As we- yeah, <laughs> exactly. After, yeah, he left, after he left Purdue. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is people have hit on some great points. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been around some amazing football with Joe Tiller and Jim Young. And then I think Jeff Brom's the third best coach we've ever had. And, and everyone should be thankful. I mean, Grant, he's not perfect. His staff's not perfect. There has been turnover on the defensive coordinator side, which has been challenging for cohesiveness. But you got to ask <laughs> yourselves, I mean, I think the points made by Markel about the offensive line are excellent. I mean, when's the last time we had a, a offensive lineman that's playing on Sunday? You know, that's not – we're not Wisconsin – or Michigan, or, you know, even Penn State, that's just reloading blue chipper offensive linemen day in, day out. It's not happening. Second of all, who do we have on defense right now who literally is going to play on Sundays? We were blessed to have Karloftis. He's gone. You know, even if you look at our team last year with Bell and Karloftis, they're both playing in the NFL now, and that's a rare thing for us to always be loaded up with, with pros. And so we've always done we've always done more with less. That's the Purdue culture. It's even kind of the Purdue basketball culture, and uh, this game was not pleasant to watch. And and, it, and it, but yet you sit there and you look at the mistakes we've made and this and that, and, and we could so easily be four and zero. It's nauseating, and I think we just should be thankful that we're where we're at. Try to figure out. I think Minnesota's going to be a nightmare. I think PJ Fleck is a jackass. So I wish we weren't playing up there, but uh, we'll have to do what we can. And I and it, my other last point I want to make because I always. Have, a, have had a hard time understanding is why we seem to also be injury you. I mean, we've got the ACL tear history in, in, in sports. We've got injuries. I don't understand why we have so many injuries, like with Thompson and AOC and with King Daru. And what's the, what's the deal with our training program and or the bad luck that we have with injuries? I mean, I, I, maybe Markel can talk about that. I don't understand how our percentage of injuries is so high and it's always to stars. It's not just, you know, third stringers. Well, I, I don't have the stats. Of, go ahead, Mark. Go hey, ahead. Did, didn't we lose our training guy like last year or the year before? To somebody else's strength guy? I think our strength guy changed, yeah. Yeah, Levine, yeah. Levine went to the Rams. But uh, Coach not- Reno is the strength coach right now. He's He's been – he was underneath – he was the second man to Levine, so strength guy is the same. I mean, you don't think Purdue doesn't have? We're, we're not any worse than any other Division One programs. I mean, everybody's nah, everybody deals with that. It just seems to be, you know, I'm one of those dudes, man. I I really believe in the Purdue curse. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We've got a curse. But I will say we do have a couple of guys on that defense that will be Sunday players. Jalen Graham, who's hurt, unfortunately, right now, he's going to be a guy that will play on Sundays. Absolutely. I don't, I'm not sure that he'll get drafted. or he, he probably will get drafted, but he's a guy. And then Corey Trice, I don't know if you guys know, he's got a freaking knee brace on his left knee from where he tore his ACL last year. He's going to be a player, too, on Sunday. So we've got two guys that are just not at full strength right now, obviously. But which, yeah. goes back, which goes back to the well, injury bug. Okay. <laughs> I would love to ask you also about I, – I asked you about um, 
discipline, but it also like your opinion on field goal kicking. Um, I've never. Like, am I am I outrageous life. to think I, that I these should just be made? Yeah, I think you can look. You can look on Sundays as soon as they extended the uh, the the extra points in the NFL. Those guys were missing those gimme kicks left and right. That's you know, right. That's it's right. not yeah. a gimme. It, it's not a. It's not a gimme when it comes to kicking. Yeah. This isn't, a, this isn't a battle you're going to win, Gabs. Nah, it's, it's it just, just seems like it should be. Gabs. Like the, the, to, me, they're free, the, to me, because I'm a basketball girl, they're free throws. Like, no, that definitely not. Every time. <laughs> hey, I, I don't play basketball, and I'm, I'm a terrible basketball player. I can go out there and hit 9 of 10 out on a, on a free throw <laughs> in my worst day. <laughs> I, I couldn't hit probably any of those field goals those guys are trying. It's they're so thing. close, it's, and they're just yeah, so, like, Gabby, Gabby, you have to understand, Purdue's only had really two good kickers in the last 20 years, and it's Carson Wiggs and Spencer Evans. How are you a that's good kicker? But a good kicker, that's like, that's what you do. That's like, I, I don't well, know. Well, no, like, no. I, there's, I, like, there's, that's literally we, what we you got, do. But we got there's spoiled, so much that goes got, into kicking. Like, that yeah, is but not we, just the kicker. 20 years. Ben Jones is a pretty good quick kicker, but it, that might have been 20-plus years ago. Yeah, but we got spoiled with Spencer from Baylor. I mean, absolutely spoiled with that guy. Markel, could he not kick it from 65 yards? He's the only kicker I've known that has a full arm sleeve. That tells you yeah. nothing about Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a and cool he, dude. And he now, he's got a baby now, and I don't know yeah. if he's still rocking or not, but, I mean, we were spoiled by that guy. So, I'm, I'm off. I'm off base in thinking that these easy, give me 20, 30 yard field goals. There's a, every there's time. a lot that goes yeah. into kicking that's not just the kid kicking the ball. And if you yeah. don't, if your long snapper's not great, if I'm you're saying older, though, it's a, it's a good snap. <laughs> that was, I that mean, was a lot of these, they were good snaps. They were just misses. Yeah. Gabby, when I was at Purdue, Travis Dorsch uh, missed one and then he made one against Michigan. And literally flipped us off in the stands when he won the game. Back <laughs> I in the know. Day. Here I am, a girl never kicked a ball in her life. <laughs> no, Travis. Travis Dorsch is the best because we went to the Outback Bowl and he missed some kicks, and yeah, we couldn't figure out how he missed those to lose the game at the Outback Bowl back in the day. All right, so I guess I'm off base here. Here's one of the last things I'll say today. I love our fans, but we all know how it goes, man. That uh, The press box side, we got to freaking get some energy on that side, man. There's too many people sitting down. I went to the game, the Penn State game. I was standing up. I was freaking yelling my, my lungs off the entire game. We got to get some people on that side of the field that want to cheer. You we, obviously, we get, we get, you obviously we get, haven't grown up with John Purdue Club old people. Well, no, I haven't. That that side of the stadium sucks balls, and and so does the uh, what the south end zone is the same. Maybe when we get the student section down there, and then halfway in the other uh, side of the bowl, maybe it'll be improved. I, I don't know, but yeah, Mark, I Mark just Cal, feel like Mark people Cal, people people are sitting on their hands too much on the on the uh, press box side. It's yeah. like you can feel you, and I remember back in the day. You can feel the disdain that they have because it's, it comes to a point in time where, like, we're on the field. We know that we're not making plays, okay? But then whenever you have that reverberate 
from the press box side and you're like, oh, shit, they know we're not making plays. They're freaking not even – they're sitting down. There's no energy. That's tough to play with. So, you know, I could go all night about how we need to get more energy from that side, but that's just – that's just is a decision, you know what I well, mean? Well, Mark, Mark – I do Mark, have right? one more thing to say before we forget. Markel, one more how did you feel about your favorite opposing coach in the Big Ten, Scott – we had a winnable game, Frost getting fired. Oh, oh shit! Because that is yes. yes. I will never <laughs> you know, forget that. that a was part of me, so awesome. a part of me, it was it was bittersweet though. You know, it's one of those deals. Like you know, if he'd have stayed the coach for the next six years, they'd have never beat Purdue. They'd have never got better. He'd have keep he'd have kept on telling those guys that every week is a winnable game. Um, I don't even hate Scott Frost, man. I don't I don't know where this beef, where this idea came from that I like he's my nemesis or something but and that's I, still one of the funniest <laughs> things that clip will live in uh, that's i look every time they lost man i was looking for that clip somewhere and someone always posted it it was great that is great that is so purdue boiler right there and that that will always live um you, you're a legend for that I would have done the same thing, but it's so awesome. That was so awesome. I'm like, man, I really like this dude after that game. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Do we have anything else? I added Paul on. He's our last speaker. Hey, Paul. How do you meet yourself? Are you sure? There we go. Hey, (laughs) now there'll be a new clip of Markel saying how much he hates PJ Flex guts. I think that was from earlier tonight. So uh, <laughs> you have to live that one down. No, it's been a great. I've joined uh, a couple of, or a few of these uh, talks after the games. Always fun to chat with you guys. I was saying it's usually a bunch of us that have drank probably too many beers during the day watching the games. But uh, having Markel on tonight, uh, you know, stepped up the uh, the conversation and the quality. So we all appreciate you being here. And you said you'd try to join us. Someone will teach you how to make sure you. Uh, get access and, and join this little chat after the next games. <laughs> we'll, we'll get some more people going on. But yeah, I wanted to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we all felt like, yeah, today's, today's win kind of felt like a loss, but we'll, uh, we'll get over it and look forward to Minnesota next week. I did want to call out again, back to the, uh, lots of Markel Jones fans here that, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, you're a pilot for American airlines, which is pretty, pretty awesome i think we we're all wondering what uh what you've been up to after you left purdue i know that you know some of the airlines are looking to you know how do they you know make it easier and reduce the requirements to be a commercial pilot and stuff so i'm just saying i'm impressed and hope that i can uh get on one of your flights one day and uh have you fly me somewhere that'd be pretty fun so uh, but yeah it's been a good time and uh, appreciate all the uh fun conversations tonight and uh thanks gabby and i was gonna say uh i don't know habitual boilers uh first name so i'll just uh say thanks to both of you guys for hosting this well for everybody in, in attendance I'm, I'm based out of philly so if you're ever passing through philly a lot of the uh, east coast stuff some canada in and out of indianapolis occasionally so if you ever are in in those areas any chance you can get out of Philly soon? <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's wrong with Philly? Dude, that the news <laughs> is like, that's a shithole. 
Is it not? <laughs> well, luckily, I I don't live there. I only have to work there occasionally. So yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we don't we don't need any boilers uh, yeah. getting caught up in the crossfire down there. Yeah, that's that's true. Remember, he said he lives in Bloomington, which you know it's probably doesn't oh. have the same problems as okay. Philly, but you know we're not big fans yeah, of that you, either. <laughs> Mar- Markel, are you are you commuting from Indy to Philly and then going that way, or what's up? Yep, that's exactly right. Yep, I'll uh drive up to uh, Indianapolis, catch a flight to Philly, and start my trips up there. I'm in I'm in enemy territory, twenty four seven. So yeah, yeah. Hey, Markel, what Markel, what are you flying these days? Uh, it's an Embraer one forty five, a little fifty seater right now. Okay, how how long until you get up to the to the big place? Well, eventually, the goal is to go to UPS. So. Uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, I may or I may not end up going to Mainline American. I'd prefer to go to UPS, but we'll see what where life takes me. Yeah, I heard, I heard FedEx and UPS are are great. It's yeah, yeah, great, I've, great I've gigs. That. Yeah, that's yeah. what my 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 dad has actually. He he flies for UPS, so that's the end game to fly with him oh. one day. Hey, no, I, really. got I got a oh, question cool. for you. Speaking on flying, if you don't mm-hmm. mind me asking, I, I'm friends with Lou Ann Blau. And, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah, and uh, David started with the flight program, and we were talking one day at the game, and you know she likes to drink at the games. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, I just I thought that was funny. <laughs> and, yeah, and she said she said yeah, David got recruited and uh, signed up for the most expensive uh, college degree that he could get from Purdue, and then changed after. <laughs> Why well, are you so he, uh, he started in in aviation and then went over to somewhere. Explain. Let, let me check who's in this group, man. Let me let me make sure that <laughs> she and David aren't in here. Okay, they're not. It's a very small private group, Markel. You're fine. Um, David didn't decide to be a pilot until Markel was a pilot, and then David decided he wanted to go. David started off in uh, I want to say OLS. Um. So David had no ambitions of flying airplanes until he figured out, oh, Markel can fly airplanes? Shoot, I can fly airplanes too. <laughs> um, so that's preposterous. I love Luann. She's great though. Um, it is definitely the most one of the one of the most expensive. I'm sure it's more expensive to become an engineer or something, but um I don't I don't even know how much it costs to go to school, to be honest with you. Um, but I knew though there was a bunch there was a bunch Must of be nice. Yeah, I know, trust me. I I you know, I talked to a lot of guys that I work with on a daily basis and they talk about like student loans and all these types of things. And I just don't have a clue about that, which is great. You know, yeah. I'm very fortunate. You I'm blessed it. to have gone to Purdue. Um, and they really, they, they did everything for me. So, but yeah, it's expensive. It's not cheap, but we do need more pilots. So if there's anybody in here listening and you want to be a pilot, hit me up, DM me. Let's, let's, let's make some pilots out of you guys. Is this, uh, is this, is this, I'll, I'll be, I'll be that, your GMs. <laughs> is that good for like private pilot's license too or just are we, are we talking like career pilot uh what do you want to do i'm a cfi I, i'm a flight instructor I, I instructed after i left purdue i was instructed for about a year and a half so i can do it all if you just want to go get your weekend warriors license I, I can do that if you want to be a career pilot we can do that too dude we're in Game day, Gabby is about to be a American Airlines pilot. Hey, Gabby, you can't out. drink though. If you if you come fly, you can't drink. Oh, oh. So that's the Get one. Out. That's the one caveat. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the one caveat. <clears throat> I'm out. 
She's like, what's <laughs> for? <laughs> Guys, I don't drink all the time. I just drink it during games because you make me. You make Gosh. me. I didn't want to drink tonight. I get it. I get it. Well, Mar- Markel, I spent the last 10 minutes trying to find that damn clip of you uh, walking by Scott Frost, and I could not find it. I was going to play it. I was going to play it, but we'll, we'll find that for the next one. There you go. Hey, thanks for jumping on tonight. You made this one sure. uh, really fun, and um, so so much appreciated. Uh, uh, thanks for everybody that, that came on and, and uh, speak their piece tonight. Uh, hey, Purdue pulls a win out you know it's not as pretty as we liked it to be but a w is a w i guess at the end of the year and our prediction of 10 and 2 is still alive right? yeah. <laughs> we've got a pretty tough minnesota team on the road next week so um you know pretty wins that one then you know the trend line maybe turns we're the back other way. to the driver's seat yep yep uh thank thankfully we're not playing in minnesota and you know uh several weeks and when it's three foot of snow on the ground. So they're, you know, at least we're playing up there now. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. Do you Gabs? Uh, nope. Follow us. BUBD media. Is that what our handle is? What's our handle? I, it's so late. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. Me, I think give me 3,000 followers. Our our podcast is Boiler Up Beer Down found on uh all the major outlets. We'll try and remember to upload the this one this week. We've been doing a pretty bad job at that, but since since we had some uh pretty good guests tonight, we'll try and get that uploaded. Uh for Game Day Gabby and Riles, I'm Habitual Boiler. Thanks for joining us and go boilers. Boiler up.